Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn with Taj and Chels, episode four, Fiddle Faddle. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the moisturized podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a singer, actor, and all-around movie lover. This episode is entitled Fiddle Battle. The caramel-colored popcorn has a sweet butter toffee mix with peanut butter goodness that we should all appreciate on our little cheat days. Fiddle Battle, the fun, sweet, salty snack for the whole family. Taj, you let them know who you are and what we're talking about today. Hi, everyone. My name is Tajiana, also a recent college grad holding a double degree in the arts. I'm a freelance filmmaker and love storytelling, especially Black stories, Black narratives, Black everything. Red rum, red rum. Happy Halloween, everyone. This week, we are talking about that spooky stuff. I'm not talking about ghosting and orbiting, which is scary in and of itself, but Mm -hmm. scary movies. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> talking about. I'm so ready for this. Nightmare on Elm Street, The Shining, The Exorcist, the Halloween film series. I'm talking about that ghost ghost, which we uh, all probably more or less remember where we were when we first saw those films. I think that films like these cemented the horror film formula. Uh, there's more recent films like Annabelle or The Conjuring that uh, are a little bit more grotesque and a lot scarier, but you need realism and the element of surprise and gore to make it categorically good. So the mostly ghostly movies will be reviewed now, but before we start, Taj, (laughs) I came up with, I think is a perfect costume for us. I was thinking, I'll go as the poop emoji, you know, the chocolate swirl. No. And, And you go as a mushroom and put us together and we're shiitake mushrooms. Wow. You are so smart, Charles. I love it. <laughs> oh, wow. I wish you guys could see what she... Oh, she's whoa. Whoa. I'm hitting the whoa. She's whoa. Rock. Okay, my first one is 1996's Scream, directed by Wes Craven. Y'all remember Scream. Scream was... Scream was crazy. Tragic. Oh, my God. It was so And crazy. if anybody knows, like, tragedy more like nobody knows tragedy more than chels because at this point yeah. chels has played a witch um tell them your production come on chels has played okay. morticia, yeah. like, morticia adams and the adams family the witch and into the woods um i've got it down pack on playing an angry mother that's that, that's been a woman scorned i'm very good at that yeah i've played a lot of witchy dark roles and i mean even if it wasn't uh those type of shows I, the roles that i've played have definitely been like you you remember <laughs> i was well, there villain, villainous villainous which is so funny because i'm totally the opposite but I, I i can play a villain well i do love them they're they're my favorite so i love it <laughs> it's her alter ego so it's my alter e- yeah i heard that evil laugh in the beginning so just be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay so scream <laughs> We got Drew Barrymore, who portrayed the tragic Casey Becker character, who's actually originally offered the lead role of Sydney, played by Nev Campbell. But Drew Barrymore turned it down because she was drawn to the way that the opening theme was written. 
And you know, Taj, opening scenes can be so riveting, especially when yeah. making a film. Uh, a film that comes to mind that has that tantalizing quality uh, that's fear-inducing would be the intro to 2009's Inglorious Bastards, directed by Tarantino, of course. That opening, it was that movie was crazy. It was really well done, though. Uh, Wes Craven directed Scream. Uh, this movie has an eerie backdrop, um, the look left, but, you know, the action, the scares happening on the right type of thing is very uh, iconic. I remember Ghostface, which is a serial killer in that movie, uh, being oh, so gosh. scary. That's my mom's favorite sound effect to make ever. I hate it. <laughs> Silence, I kill you. Um, I kill you. I, I kill you. I kill you right now. <laughs> No, what kills me is yeah. the um the ones where they have those like vines of like Instagram videos mm-hmm. every year during this time of like I don't know like Michael Myers or like whoever like all those scary characters and they're like doing all the latest dances but with the knife in their hand. <laughs> so dumb. Oh my god! Why are you like this? <laughs> It's so true. These movies, it's classic millennials. That's why they do that. That's why they dress up like this, especially Ghostface. You know, one thing about the film series, because they made a lot of screens, like five of them, and now it's like a TV show on MTV. But the uh, the cliches that are in classic scary movies, Craven did a bit of satire in the work in the films. Uh, and it's recognized by the characters and filtered throughout the script of the movie. They, the characters would actually break down horror movies in the formula that happens a lot in Scream 1 and Scream 2. Um, for these films while they're dodging the knife at the same time. So Scream, great movie. I'm sure it's on television since it's October. You can find it on your local oh, yeah. TV guide, or uh, I know it's on Netflix too, so enjoy that. Next, we got 1997's Seven, directed by David Fincher. Seven is so creepy. Uh, this movie starring Brad Pitt, actually, and Morgan Freeman. Denzel Washington was offered seven, but he turned it down because the content he said was a little too demonic. So he turned it down. Yeah. Said, which, I'm not about I'm not He about wasn't it. about that life. Which I mean he isn't wrong. I mean, you got the seven deadly sins, right? And the serial killer goes on a rampage killing people according to like the seven deadly sins. He's like this psycho played by Kevin uh Spacey. Yeah. This movie's crazy. It was an unconventional script written by a Penn State grad, Kevin Walker, who wrote the screenplay during a depressive episode while he was working at a record store. So trippy. So trippy. I was like, wow. But Seven is riddled with twists and turns, element of surprise. Of course, in the film, Brad Pitt actually did break his arm in a chasing sequence, and that's why he has a cast on for, like, the rest of the movie. If you watch it, you will see, uh, yeah. It kind of reminds me of how Tom Cruise always bruises and breaks like ribs and bones in Mission Impossible movies. He really be doing that stuff. I don't know, Taj. I don't know why they do that. That's crazy. I don't understand. Like, I, I mean, um, that workers comp though. I know that workers comp though. Now, that check. <laughs> that check. I'm getting stage combat <laughs> flashbacks. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, if any of you are in acting school, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh. My naps and my slaps. My naps. Hitting myself in the Uh. chest. (laughs) I'm trying to make those fake punches look good, boy. I'm trying to... (laughs) Walking down street practices and stuff. Right. People are like, who are these people? They are crazy. Oh, my God. Yogurt. (laughs) Yogurt. Yogurt. 
yogurt because that's what you would yell like when you're getting it why would it just be like okay here are some key words that you yeah. can yell for your reaction mm-hmm. yogurt i'll say yogurt what <laughs> and then his facial expressions it just looks so weird and i was like oh, okay yeah, this is what i need to do to pass this class i'm gonna do it. <laughs> last movie I'm going to have to say uh, my sister is a horror movie fan. So that's why I've seen a lot of the Uh, scary films like, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw or Saw movies. And I can't really get through them. I'm like closing my eyes more than half the time. And this one movie, literally, I literally was going to pass out from fear. I thought in the movie theater because she just had to see it. I'm talking about 2018's Hereditary (laughs) directed by Ari Aster. This movie. Okay. So Hereditary. Whew, hereditary. It was inspired by Rosemary's Baby and uh, the movie Carrie. This movie is starring Tony Collette. was so uncomfortable to watch in the theater. As I said, I was like tripping. I think more so because this film falls alongside, alongside the lines of like a really creepy psychological thriller. You don't know what happens until they want you to know what happens. So the suspense is like crazy. It deals with um, heavy subject matter, much like the movie Seven, but more about like the occult and darkly possession which made me really uncomfortable i was like what is this movie and you don't know from the trailer that's the downside because i was like okay if i knew that this was about i probably wouldn't be going to go see it it was hard one to get through definitely very hard one uh i don't suggest watching this alone go with a friend don't try this at home don't don't but yeah those are my scary movies Watch at your own risk. <laughs> Just laugh. I can't. <laughs> All right, Taji, let us know what yours are. <laughs> All right. As I said, I'm not a scary movie person, but we're just going to go for it. I'm going to start off with um, Wrong Turn. This uh, movie came out in 2003. I used to watch this movie all the time. Why? Because my mom would always play it. It's like one of her favorite scary movies. And I would just be a little girl watching this like, what the heck is this? It's um, it's a film that is, it's supposed to be based in West Virginia. You know, the typical like their car breaks down type of thing. And then cannibals arrive as they try to survive without a car in this like the middle of nowhere. Cannibals start, you know going after them and they're hungry and waiting and they will eat you and it is very gory it is very scary like the jump scares are not even like it's 2003 so it's kind of cheesy um but it it is like spot on i think that the story um is very good it was written by a young black king um alan b mcelroy and it has a whole series behind it. So there's Wrong Turn 3, uh, sorry, Wrong Turn 2, 3, 4, and 5. Um, they also, yeah, they made a 6 in 2014. And um, they also said that there's, they just began um, principal photography for um, a standalone, like they're going to do a reboot of just Wrong Turn. Um, and they just started shooting in September. So it's very interesting. I would, I would watch them. Um, some, I think two and three are a little bit more scarier. I ha- I don't think I have seen four, five, and six. I want to watch them, but now it's like a whole franchise, um, because the stories are just that interesting. Each of the wrong turns have like a similar type of like 
thing of like, you know, a group of people get lost in this land that just like has these cannibals that have, I don't know, they just keep growing. They have like a birth defect and they're just like, they're kind of like zombies, but they're like, you know, it's so disgusting and so gory. So yeah, but I would definitely, if you're looking for something to like binge, like all of Halloween weekend, I would watch all of the wrong turns. Um, so yeah, the, that, oof, oof, yeah, <laughs> I would watch those. Um, also very cheesy. I'm going to talk about happy death day. Um, it was very comedic, um, which I love comedy, as I said, I think in the last episode, but, um, I think that this film was also one of those cheesy ones, but I really liked how they did sort of like the memento type of like backwards storytelling, like the plot went backwards, but it went forward like at the same time. I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was hilarious. So funny. Yeah, it was like a teen slasher like type film i thought it was hilarious they also just came out with happy death day to you yeah Um, i haven't watched that one i think it has an even lower rating than the first one um but happy death day was like okay i'm like i can't do the jump scares the jump scares were kind of off so it actually was scary when there would be something that pops out for me personally the ending that ending from happy death day the first one obviously that was very like gory like that was very like I'm not going to spoil it for y'all, but I was like, oh, dang, like, for real? Yeah. So, anyways, um, if you're looking for, like, a cheesy type of, like, um, mystery slasher, it was a very well-written, like, um, sort of, like, loop film, if you want to think about, like, um, Memento or films like that. Like, I really appreciated um, the writing and the story for Happy Death Day. It's just, like, a fun, like, comedic, like, I don't know, thriller slasher film. So, yeah. Happy Death Day. Uh, maybe I'll watch Happy Death Day to you since I'm a wimp and I can't watch anything else. Oh my God, no. You're not a wimp. Please. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about A Quiet Place for the last film. A Quiet Place is not really a scary movie. Um, it's more of a thriller. Um, but I really appreciated... Um, the inclusiveness on this story, especially as someone who took um, sign language as their foreign language requirement. Um, That's right. We both sign. Exactly. We both sign, y'all. If y'all didn't know, yes, we know sign language. (laughs) We got a lot of stuff up our sleeves. (laughs) But yes, I just love interacting with the deaf community. Um, I didn't want to do anything else for my language requirement. I was like, I'm learning ASL. I'm still practicing ASL, still trying to get better at it. Um, I really appreciated that take on a quiet place having, you know, the daughter is deaf and just the whole family having to com- communicate via ASL because it's like an apocalyptic type thing. Like they're the only family left because these things, these creatures have like wiped out the whole world basically. And they're just trying to survive for as long as, long as they can. Um, the monsters are very... Um, they hunt by sound. So if you do make noise, they're going to come towards that area and they're going to they get you. So it's <laughs> very interesting. Um, one of the scenes is very concerning. I'll just say the bathtub. That's all I'll say. But um, that scene... <laughs> Chelsea's <laughs> latching onto her chair. 
<laughs> that was so scary. I was just like, oh my gosh. And oh like my. watching this movie with like a whole bunch of black people in the theater, we, you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> we was wilding. <laughs> we was wilding. Actually, sorry, not sorry. I'm not going to apologize um, for our character. But yeah. yeah, it was it was a lot. It was definitely a lot. Um, I want to watch it again. I think I've watched it twice thus far. Um, but I want to watch it again. Girl, I you better love- me. I can only get through it once. So uh, like, nope. I just appreciated the ASL. Like, I appreciated <laughs> that they signed. It just brought so much, like inclusivity for the deaf community and like so much like appreciation for mm-hmm. them like I really appreciated that for them so True. I would go watch A Quiet Place and um yeah be careful for the bathtub scene yeah <laughs> so scary oh my gosh all right let's get into our next segment that's ashy y'all hey <laughs> that's so ashy it's 2019 y'all come on Okay, so <laughs> how come not only there are, you know, minimal roles for black characters in horror films, but we're the ones who die first. I mean, That's what I'm saying, which is why I appreciated um, our King Jordan Peele yeah. making the movie Us with all, uh, all black cast for leads for no reason, just because. Yes, just, because. just because. I appreciated it. I love it. It was very well written. Um, his mind is very scary. That's what's scary. Ooh. But we really, you know, get out and all his work. The mind of Jordan Peele. The mind, from the mind. <laughs> I love the mind of Jordan Peele. From the mind of Jordan Peele. Literally. He's Seriously? just like, yeah, so um, I wanted to do something weird. And it's like, thank you, Jordan. We appreciate mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got amazing Universal Studios. Is it still up? I want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I really want to go. Um, I also like went to Santa Cruz um beach boardwalk like i think a month into the summertime and like for those of you who don't know um please go watch the movie us if you have not and like support these um black actors and support this story of just like us not being killed off first and just having our own like our own thriller like scary movie thing like just go support it is very well written and it's going to make you think a lot about your personal disposition about how you view view yourself and others. But like they filmed that beach scene at Santa Cruz beach boardwalk, which is like um, about an hour away from where I live. So during the summertime, me and my friends were like, let's go to the beach. And we're like, let's go, go to Santa Cruz beach boardwalk. And I was just looking around like, Oh my gosh, Lupita was over here. Like, Oh my gosh. Like I was just looking around, like I cannot see this place the same ever again. Right. (laughs) Nor can I listen to, I got five on it the same ever again either. But that language of us, you know, getting killed off before the real plot is even exposed to the audience, that doesn't promote a proper message, you know, shows that we're like weak or unfit, which isn't even true. And I believe that language is key in anything you do. I believe if you change your language, you can change your life. Language can make or break someone's impression of you, you know. Uh, last week, Taj, I know you talked about the movie Someone Great. Um, yeah. And you said that you found out some stuff recently that was brought to our attention for the podcast about Gina Rodriguez. Disappointed, but not surprised. Um, Everybody, everybody knew. Um, But for those of you who don't know, recent news, um, Gina Rodriguez, um, actress Gina Rodriguez has... Jane the Virgin. uh, Jane the Virgin, Mm -hmm. um, someone great, other works, 
Uh, you can go look up her work if you want to. <laughs> but no, um, she said the N-word publicly um, as she was, I think she was in hair and makeup for something. And um, she was singing along to Red or Not by the Fugees. And she was singing Lauren Hill's part. Um, she was rapping along and she said the N-word. Um, and there was a lot of backlash um, from the Black community. And she gave this like halfway apology, which wasn't appreciated either. It just made it worse. It was like, I'm sorry that y'all are offended, but I don't care that I said it type of tone. Um, and then everybody was just on her neck and she was like, okay, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to touch on that. Like the reason why it was such a big thing for us is because it's just like, once again, (laughs) don't say it. (laughs) Know that even though you have freedom of speech, your words hurt. Maybe you don't think it hurts anybody, but that's a very hurtful word. It's full of hate. And there's like years of uh, abuse and so much of drama drama and like disingenuous, just bigotry rooted in that word. And that word packs a a big punch and it's never okay to uh, say the N word if you're not a African-American. It's not okay. Period, honey. You tell a kid not to press the button. What are they going to do? Press the button. Press so the it's button. just like, yeah. it's hard because it's like, I understand. I actually don't understand the year. I don't understand why people want to say it so bad. Um, but it's just like out of respect. Don't say the word because of the connotation attached to the word yeah. from, you know, even though it is a part of your ancestry, you don't have to tap into that part. And the and the way that you can do that is by not saying the word, skipping over that part out of respect. The same, like the same way that you're able to skip over cuss words when you're in a certain environment, nice. singing a certain song. That mm-hmm. type of like motor skill yeah. should just like it should just be there. And I feel like if you are an advocate and ally to the black community, you would understand that it's not the fact that like, Oh, you literally cannot say it. It's like, you can say whatever you want, but out of respect for us, we are asking you to not say it because it is offensive. Now those who ask, well, why do y'all get to say it? If it's so offensive, why would y'all say it to each other? Mm. Um, I personally do not believe in this theory because I think that it doesn't work because we're just telling people not to say it and we're still saying it within our own community but it is a reclaimed word so i understand Mm -hmm. that we have the right to say it within our own community if you choose to do so right Um, i choose not to do so because i cannot um detach the power that it has had on my ancestors um the same way for you know non-black people saying it so right it's called reappropriation like when a community takes back a certain word that has been used against them as a source of resistance and power. I don't think that, I don't think that we've been productive or successful with it thus far because people are constantly going to um, want to say it. And us as, you know, marginalized groups, we shape culture. So I don't think that it's going to a hundred percent stop anything anytime soon, but I just hope that people realize those concepts and the impact that it has um and like just don't say it out of respect and hopefully from there wouldn't become 
such a big deal because it's like this is just respect wise I would appreciate you if you didn't say it it makes me uncomfortable when you say this and Um, I think that also ties into I mean we're talking about scary movies and you know we talked about language but I think too with costumes for Halloween yeah exactly like Mm -hmm. talking about um taking something away or like using something that's not yours cultural appropriation is a big thing every halloween it's like okay y'all let's not dress up as a actual human being in their cultural attire as a halloween costume yes you can do whatever you want in theory but out of respect and to be a nice decent (laughs) non-bigot like don't do that like it's not Cultural appropriation is you exploiting someone's culture, using it for personal gain or benefit or for mass media attention. That is just not cool to do for someone's culture. Like that is something so sacred and personal to mm-hmm. that community. It's not to be for show, um, yeah. with, which goes without saying cultural appreciation is knowing the history behind certain cultural values and aspects and showing Love and respect and value towards that culture. My culture is not a costume. My culture is not a costume. And that's just that on that. Like you can do so many other things to show appreciation for the culture. You dressing up in a dashiki that is only supposed to be worn during certain times is not showing appreciation. Like that is appropriating it in a very disrespectful way. You wearing a native headdress for Halloween is not respectful It is disrespectful because you are not a chief that has earned the right to wear a headdress. Like it's not for Halloween. If you don't even see the people from that culture wearing their cultural attire during Halloween in America, why would you think that is okay to wear the cultural attire? (laughs) That doesn't make sense. I mean, there's so many options, y'all. Think of Mean Girls, okay? They were going as cats, (laughs) mice. Uh, Katie Heron was a doggone uh, ex-wife or whatever, some zombie bride chick. There's so many options. Just, just, just look. Think I within mean, the Halloween realm, okay? Scary yeah. stuff, gore, okay? Scary characters. Think of scary movies. Also, if you want to be a character that was cast as a black person, you can still dress up as that character. You just don't need to put like black oh, face you need to change your skin yeah. like that is so disrespectful because it's like yeah. my skin is not a costume this is how i was born this is like this is me as a human being flesh and blood so it's just like don't do that and moving forward next week we'll be talking about our favorite black films black films <laughs> <laughs> super excited it's gonna be amazing Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop or on Instagram at Shea Butter Pop Porn. You can follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music. And me at Tajiana underscore. Yes. So follow us. Please like this episode. Share this episode with your friends. Message us. Let us know what you thought. Yes. And please do give suggestions for topics that you want us to discuss. Yeah. So we will see you next week. Peace and love.